0: Well, welcome back, sisters, to the Beautiful Messy Show. This is your host, Pastor Heather. We are entering into a new season, season eight, and the title of this season is Run in Such a Way. In the ministry at HB Women's Ministry, we do a Bible study every single month, and that is what the season is around here for the month. That's why we call it season. So every single month we have a different season. That season will have an episode. So welcome to season eight and welcome to episode one. And today we are going to talk about what it means to get to your cave. What does that mean, sister? What does it mean to get to your cave? Listen, I am so excited that you're here because this is a place for women to come together and belong in community, a place where we can be encouraged in the faith. We need that more than ever today. And so I want to encourage you to believe, behold, and become all God has in whatever season of life. Let's talk about the real Let's talk about the raw, and let's talk about relatable topics with a faith-filled perspective. Let's head into the show. This is Heather. Welcome to The Beautiful Messy Show, a podcast for women who want to believe, behold, and become all God's created them to be in whatever season of life. I help women learn to live a faith-filled and fueled life. On this show, I will give you biblical perspectives for every season of life and mindset reset strategies for everyday life. So let's begin and learn how to find the message in the messy. Well, here we are in season eight, and in this season, we are studying run in such a way. So first of all, before we start episode one of season eight, let me just talk to you a little bit about um, running and just, just wanna help break in the shoes together. You know, let's lace up and get ready for this season. So I just wanted you to take a few minutes and really examine yourselves, and I was gonna ask you, what best describes you when you think of the word run. Okay. So just think about this as you're maybe cooking in your kitchen or driving down the road or perhaps sitting on the beach. Um, But here we go. Are you ready to face life and run straight forward? Like I'm ready. Are you running from your pain or the pressure or possibly the past? Does your mascara run faster than you do? Are you running on fumes? Are you running and just tired? Literally running on fumes. Or I go running only when I have to, have to chase that ice cream truck to get my ice cream. That's the only time I'm going to go running. If found on the ground, please drag me to the finish line. <gasps> it's a hill. Get over it. I may be impatient with others who don't run like me. I have worn glass slippers my whole life, but I'm ready for running shoes. My feet hurt. Are you the complainer? I'm nervous, but I need to make myself stronger than my excuses. I used to run. I don't know why I stopped. I just fell out of the race. I don't run because I was hurt. I was hurt in the church, I was hurt by friends, and I'm just angry at God. I find running boring, not for me, and God is not real, it's just not my thing. I run, oh yes, I run, I run on the hamster reel, I run in circles, why can I not seem to progress? I run slowly, but I'm running. I'm fast and furious and wear myself out. I need to pace myself. All right. So just thinking about, you know, a couple things as we kind of do a little icebreaker into our next episode here. Um, but I wanted you to think about that because we're all different runners and we come to the start line with, uh, All different things that we have experienced in our life, every single one of us are shaped differently from our stories. Our stories are our testimonies. Testimonies are the tests in life. Okay. So just like you're running a mile, you're being tested. You're being tested in your endurance. You're being tested in your spiritual muscles. You're being tested to see how far you can persevere. So in this next season, we're going to talk about how to run in such a way, how to run and really have a good pace, really have a good pace and really prepare to succeed. So before we get into that, I wanted to talk to you today about getting to your cave, your cave. Now, this week on YouTube, you will notice that I'm going to be posting my new girl cave. Because I think girl caves are really, really important. I start my morning in my girl cave and I end my evening routine in my girl cave. And I thought it was really cool because as I was reading and preparing when I was writing my run book, which I published uh, six years ago, when I was writing it, I came across David. And David is such an awesome guy in scripture and I came across some of his hardest miles. So we're going to talk run language here. I'm sure you've had some hard miles too. Maybe perhaps you're running a hard mile now, and that mascara is running a lot harder than you are even attempting to run. Now, the idea is to run the spiritual race and win. God is building your testimony. So I want to show you how important it is to run your mile and really be able to fight and grit your teeth and push far and endure and have perseverance is gonna come down to your girl cave, your personal time with God. And I wanna show you that how David was in one of the hardest battles of his life, Suffering, And if you don't know the whole story, just to give you a little idea of David's stories, he honestly, he had a string of impressive battlefield successes. Really impressive. So if you ever want to study somebody in scripture, David would be the person. But he had been an assistant to a king, but was now enduring um, a very considerable, huge suffering because his best friend, think about this, think about this. His best friend's father, Saul, the king of Israel, was in rage, jealousy, and insecurity of him and was hunting David down to kill him. So he was being chased. He was on the run, afraid for his life and hurt and confused by the turn of events. Let's just stop there for a second. Wherever you're sitting, whatever you're doing, have you ever been chased down, mentally, physically or emotionally in your life, a little confused by the turn of events and you find yourself on the run. On the run. Maybe you've went from a stunning success rate to a life threatening, suffering, quick reversal of your fortune. Maybe you're in that place. But I want to assure you today in this episode that in the midst of crisis, looking at David, he continually turned to the Lord and trusted him. So this is not about what denomination are you in? How many times do you show up for Bible study? Do you go to church? What is your church home? How active are you in Bible study? How committed do you show up every day? No, we are not talking that. All I want you to ask yourself is do you know that right now you can turn and trust the Lord? In 1 Samuel twenty two 1, 1 Samuel one. let me speak this over you, sister. So in this scripture, you are going to see that David escaped to a cave. And this cave was a place that was referred to as the Cave of Adullam, which meant that it was a cave of refuge. So think of your girl cave as a place of refuge. That's your starting line. That's your starting line. That's your place to start running, running and learning to trust in God and face him with the unimaginable odds. You see, sisters, we're going to have valleys and we're going to have victories. They're all part of our life. They're intertwined. But Here, sometimes in our girl cave is a place we can feel exhausted. It's a place where we can be reminded that God has a plan. It's a place that we just know he has full sovereignty over our life. Sometimes I'll just sit in my girl cave and throw my head back and know, know that God will listen to all my complaints. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 142, one through four, it says, I cry aloud to the Lord, I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. Before him, I tell him my trouble. Exactly what David did in his cave. And here in the ministry, I teach you how to do that in your spiritual rhythm and routine worksheets, in your war binders. My biggest thing is for you to get to that cave, wherever that girl cave is. It could be a corner, it could be a couch, it could be a room that you created, it could be a closet. But this is the place where you can pour out your complaints and your troubles. It also says in Psalm 57, and David penned this, it says, my heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music, awake my soul. So these were the things in the cave when he was exhausted and he was troubled and confused and just running in this life, he would pen these things. So Psalms, I believe, was written while in the cave on the run from Saul. What are you writing in your cave? What great cave lessons, right? And so what I want to help you here with is just three things that David gained from his cave experience. And as we're running through things in life and you're praying for instruction or for understanding or you're desperately wanting to escape a situation or maybe you're in the midst of something or maybe you're just wanting to draw closer to God, it's going to happen in your cave. David was running from Saul, but also turning to run to God. Your cave is how you run to God. He stopped running from and began running to. He stopped running from and and began running too. Super important to understand. So let's look at a few things from David's cave experience. If you want to jot these down in your lesson notes, in your spiritual rhythm and routine sheets, I would highly recommend doing that under day one. And this would be day three. And you'll see there on your sheet, it says podcast. Perhaps you could write this on the back of your sheet. Again, if you're new to the ministry, you can grab your spiritual rhythm and routine sheets for this month over at Heather Baxter.com, right in the ministry resource shop. Okay, so number one, David chose to trust God. So in your cave, it's a place where you can learn to trust God. Again, reread those first verses in Psalm 57. Reread those first verses because David had nowhere else to turn but towards God. And that is what's going to bring you success within your suffering. So while you're in your cave, God will come to where you are and he will confirm his faithfulness and his promises to you. And God will use your cave as a banner to write his love over your life. He's going to start writing your story. So where's your cave? How's your cave time? What troubling circumstances are you going through in your life right now? Think about how you can trust in God in your cave time. Number two, David chose to turn his life and situation over to God. In that cave time, he would reveal his confidence in God. And it says that in Psalm 57, he talks about how steadfast, how steadfast is his heart toward God. He will sing and make music. Awake my soul. I will praise you. So in his cave, he's praising, but he's also turning everything over in worship. He's giving his situation over to God. What situation is really allowing your mind to just run in places it shouldn't? Remember, in your cave, you can reveal your confidence in God. Here is how he shared how God was faithful. God's going to show up and show you something faithful. He's going to show you part of your story that you're being tested in, so keep thinking in your cave, my heart is steadfast today. I'm going to get to my, car, my cave, and I'm just going to say my heart is steadfast. I'm going to sing. I'm going to praise. I'm going to turn all of these running feelings over, and I'm de- going to declare the truth that I know is in God. Amen? Sometimes our cave just needs to be a place where we turn our truth and our feelings over to God, because they will overwhelm us and they will have you racing in other places. Number three, I love this one, and this is our final one for today, is David chose togetherness. Now think about this, because this reminds me, sisters, of the the ministry 100%. It says in 1 Samuel 22, if we can just dip back into that for a second, you're going to see that after David arrived at the cave of Adullam, Word got back to his family that he was there. Word got back to the family that he was there. And they came to him and they stayed with him. I love that because in ministry, in whatever you're involved in as a woman, whatever you might be running with, whatever group, whatever community, it's a place where we can come together when word gets back. When word gets back. I just want to read this one part of scripture because I just love... When I think of uh, HB Ministries and it says, believe, behold, and become, believe, behold, and become, I also think of the other B word, which means belong, a place to belong as you're running your race and you're running out some of those hard miles. In First Samuel 22, 1 through 4, it says, when his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him They went right to him. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him. It means even the other people during their races that were feeling distressed or in debt or just discontented, they gathered around too, which means nobody has a perfect race. Nobody does. But when we come together we lift each other up. In Hebrews 10, 25, it says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. So think of those in your life who are encouraging you in your race right now. Think of those that you can go and encourage because you see their cave walls. Think about that. Encouragement is a must. I was just thinking about our HB Women's Ministry page on Facebook and how I woke up this morning and a dear sister was just asking for prayer because her husband had had a mini heart attack. I don't know, but when I woke up and knew my husband left for work and was feeling good that day... I was in distress for that sister, and I just wanted to lift her up and say, God, please protect her, hold her. And this community of coming together, she had a specific cave request, but she knew she belonged to a community that was racing with her. And so I love that. And I hope that that's encouraging to you, that in this community, we can believe, behold, and become, but we also belong. I want to leave you with one thought as we are just wrapping up today's episode. And again, we're in this season of running. I ran a marathon and I ran a lot of other small races uh, in in my days. I don't run too much anymore because of my knees but I sure enjoy a nice morning stroll. I'm loving my walk but I used to love the morning of big race events because so many people from so many all over so many places would start at the gates would start at that start line. And masses of people would head out as one to get in position to run together. So we're all jumping up and down and really getting excited. And we're being part of such a huge and exciting and eager crowd that was just, oh, the race juices were going, man. They were going. And I want you to know, that God recognizes your spiritual race juices. He recognizes that. And he wants to continually encourage you to encourage his people because that's how we worship. Our race juices are our worship. Our race juices are how we serve. Our race juices are how we study. Our race juices are how we fellowship. God knows we need this strength. And you know what? It's found in numbers sometimes. Yes, it's found in your girl cave, but it's also found in numbers. There's a stirring when the body comes together, especially during cave experiences. Togetherness is important. It helps you keep that champion mindset. And I pray that today's episode just gave you that champion mindset of, What is the next best thing I can do? I can create a girl cave. I can get back into that simple rhythm and routine. I can get to this place where I can run out my circumstances, run out my frustrations, and learn to run with perseverance, that race that is marked out for me. In my girl cave, I will fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. The cross is part of my story. The cross is part of my testimony. God has something marked out for you, sister. What a challenging and captivating thought. I pray that today's verse and today's little race episode was encouraging to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for just turning your eyes on this training session for just a second. And I pray, whether you're in the sidelines or in the race or maybe crawling, that you were just encouraged a little bit more with a champion mindset. All right, sisters, let's continue running in such a way. Blessings and thank you for being here. Bye bye. If